This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First World Collectibles, if you're into nerd culture, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling, visit firstrow.ca. Everything you see there is in Canadian funds. Use promo code THEPODCAST20. Like I said, they got sports memorabilia that's signed, wrestling memorabilia that's signed. They got comic books, everything literally a nerd needs or wants, or even for your collectible fans, they got everything, like I said. So please visit firstrow.ca. And if you're into nerd culture... You must be into video games and also books. If so, please visit BossFightBooks.com today for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like Shovel Knight, NBA Jam, and Mega Man 3, of course. If you want to support me directly, visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's advice. It's embedded right there in the description. Click on that link. It takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything you need or want from hoodies to t-shirts to coffee mugs. Literally, like I said, anything you need or want. But if you don't want to support me monetarily, it's totally understandable. The most easiest thing, the most free thing, the thing that takes you two seconds, please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. But most specifically, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week, I'm joined by the head of Retrosoft Studios and the man behind Retromania Wrestling, returning to the podcast, Mike Herman. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm doing good, my friend. How are you since the release of the big game? Good. It's been a bumpy road to get here, but um, it's definitely, we're finally, actually, as of recording this, right. today we launched our, the PlayStation version in Europe and uh, Australia and New Zealand. Um, so that was, uh, we have one more release left, which is the IA Arcade, and then we'll be out That's on right. everything. Um, but it's, it's been, uh, it's been a big learning experience for me from, uh, the last three years. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause when I had you on, it was early 2020. So right before all the shutdowns, before the pandemic happened and all that, you were set to release it that summer. Then you had to push it back literally to this year of March. And now, like you said, now everywhere it's available worldwide. Like what, 
I'm sure the pandemic had something to do with it, but I know you had reasons to withhold the game back because you wanted it better than having bugs and all that. But the whole process of getting it certified by, say, Nintendo, by Sony, by Xbox, like how is that or- ordeal for people who don't know who's never made a video game? It was <laughs> it was complicated. Um, just just not like in looking back, it's just you don't know what you don't know, right? Um, and I didn't know a lot is in hindsight. So uh, each each company's a little bit different. No, none is better or worse than the other. Right. It was just they're all different. Okay. And just navigating through um, how to do it. You know, each one was different. You know, the Americas versus Europe was mm. different. You know, and and all of them had their different rules, and and the order in which you did things was differently, and all of their tools in order to get your game published was set up differently. So gotcha. it was just, we had to learn everything from scratch for each platform. Um, wow. So I would say, you know, we, we PlayStation took us the longest to get done. Sure. Um, I don't know if that was necessarily due to PlayStation or just, we had an easier time with uh, Xbox and Nintendo, but um, we finally, also we were a small team, especially on the port side. We really only had one poor programmer, um, one one other person helping him out, and then myself to get the ports done. So wow. uh, it's not like we have this huge team of people working on the porting of the game. But uh, in the end, we got it all out. You know, it was good to finally get Europe. Uh, it's funny, I have this one fan uh, from the UK, and, you know, every couple of days, how's it going? Any, any word on the release? <laughs> any word on the release? And he was sure. persistent for... Okay a year almost, you know, oh, and, um, it, it's great to have, I'll tell you, some people might find that, you know, annoying or being harassed. I didn't because it was just a reminder that people care. Um, and then, and that was a big thing as a, as an independent developer, I think more so than the big guys, but as an independent developer of a small team and, and a little bit of a niche area, you know, wrestling video games, you definitely have that concern going in. Is anyone going to want to buy this game that we're making? Of course. Is anyone else going to do it? So it's always great to get get feedback from people. Even even negative feedback is feedback. It would be worse if we weren't getting anything. That's um, true. You know, so we definitely had passionate people giving us um, giving us a lot of feedback on the game, both good and bad. And, and it's just, it, when you take a step back from it, obviously no one likes getting criticized, right? But when you take a step back from it, and it's great to have feedback, and we're 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 lucky in that you know we 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 did something that seems to have caught on with a lot of people, right. um, and we got a lot of great feedback, and we learned a lot along the way. That's true because you guys have a huge, if you want to say, cult following already, a community of sorts that just love everything you guys are doing and trying to accomplish out there. And we're we're gonna get to that because there's some there's also some crazy people that tweet at you guys just. I don't know what comes to mind when some of these people sit down and actually put that there. But anyways, but before we get to that, I actually own it on the Switch and I love it. It's fantastic. It's exactly what I needed. This is for someone who's now in his 40s. I don't want that complicated simulation wrestling anymore. I want to go back to like the Super Nintendo era, the arcade era, obviously, right? So to me, this hits the spot and on the Switch, it's perfect. You could pick it up, play for five minutes or you could play for a couple hours, whatever it is. But how good was it? Like you said, you wanted to know if people were into it. Being number 11 on the charts of, of Nintendo, how was that? It was awesome. Like our launch week couldn't, I mean, it went better than expected. 
on the Switch. You know, and I think going in, I thought the Switch was going to be the best console for us. Um, it seems yeah. to be catering towards like the 2D sprite, sprite pixel art kind of games, and they seem to be getting a, a pretty good uh, following there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was phenomenal. Uh, that you know, I was shocked when my the guy who helped me with marketing was like, "Dude, we're like we're almost we could we had a chance of breaking the top ten I and mean, we didn't right. quite get there, but um, you know, it was awesome to, to reach reach as far as we did." Uh, for our little little wrestling game, uh, it was just awesome. Yeah, and like I said, it's easy to pick up. Okay, well, okay, I'll, I'll take that back a bit because I, I want to be actual honest here. I'm not just going to kiss your ass the whole way through. But <laughs> at the beginning, there is a little bit of a learning curve. But once you get yeah. the timing right, then you're off to the races. And this, like I said, it's one of the one of my favorite video games that I play now. I still play it since its release date. But there's some other guy out there that's logged, what was it, 300 and something hours? Yeah, it's crazy. <sighs> and I thought I had a, like, I'm hovering around 12 now. And I thought that was <laughs> a, a bit excessive myself. But to hear this guy, like, speaking of fans and having your community, how, like, how crazy it is to hear that? It's awesome. You know, it's like, I still have him beat. But um, of course, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have the world record right now in hours played. But but I also have three years of being able to do that. But but yeah, it's it's awesome. You know, I it makes you you know, and, and the one thing now it's like we got to get some more content out there, right? So yeah, that's you get, you that's get the biggest people thing. out there. Uh, but it's great to see people playing it uh, and really enjoying themselves. And like you said, we just wanted to pick up and play. And there is a little bit of a learning curve you know, for the timing of the grapple. And yeah. initially we went with like kind of a straight arcade, just button masher, but okay. we felt that it would not hold up over a longer term sessions of mm, playing the game. Makes sense. Yes. And, um, and, and, and the other thing is we didn't want to stand out a little bit from, from the classic arcade games where we, we wanted to add a little bit more. It is a console game. So people aren't putting in quarters. So they have time, a little more time to learn how to play the game. True. That makes complete sense. Yeah. And oddly enough, last time we talked, you mentioned before making Retromania that you were dabbling with making Macho Man sprites. Now, have you reached out to his estate and is this a possible DLC in the upcoming future? Uh, I would love to do that. I don't know. I don't know. But maybe, maybe in the sequel. Because <laughs> that, was, that was another question. Perfect timing, too. Because is there going to be a sequel or are you going to just pump as much as you can into this until... Well, I think we're definitely going to support this game for a while. So, um, you know, the, the content hasn't come out as quickly as I wanted. Obviously, you know, off what we were just talking about, we just released in Europe on the PlayStation today. Right. So the, the, we had a staggered launch that took a lot longer than I wanted it to take. Uh, so hmm. we've been really focused on getting it out on all the platforms. Now we'll be able to take a step back. We have a couple of minor things. We're in the final stages of the IA Arcade. Mm-hmm. launch as well that's coming very very soon yep. once we're past that that'll be then we'll be able to focus on all right what else are we going to do with this game because we definitely want to support this game um for for a longer period of time than just the launch right so we but it's it's you know we learned so much and it'll come we're in the process already of kind of analyzing what what is what's makes sense to do now or what makes sense to do in a sequel um, so I'm not saying that sequel's definitely happening, but right. we're definitely thinking about it. 
Uh, but we're, we're definitely going to support the great community we have with just this game alone. And we still have the limited run, uh, limited run games physical release there you go. Uh, of Retro Mania coming uh, in the in the not too distant future. Um, so we want to make sure we get as much into that release as as possible. Well, another thing you also mentioned when you were on is you wanted to possibly, but I don't know how technically and if you guys ended up trying it because again this was beginning of twenty twenty, a scaffold match and a double cage match. So is that going to happen? So the, the we've tested some stuff with that. Okay. I think the scaffold will probably be easier to do than the double cage. The problem we're having with the double cage, we did some artwork on that. Okay. And when you zoom all the way out, it just gets really small oh. um, when you do that. Sure. So we can limit it to just follow the player one around. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're still toying with that idea. I think one of the things we're, you know, I would say we're almost definitely going to add. Uh, I'll say almost just in case, but <laughs> I think uh, a tag team kind of 10 pounds of gold mode, right. uh, similar to 10 pounds of gold mode, is going to get in uh, as a free update on uh, Retromania. Because I personally, after playing it, the finished version now for a couple months, mm-hmm. um, I, I always go back to 10 pounds of gold mode. That's my favorite mode to play. True. Yeah. Um, same here. And it's just, it's because it's, I think it's, we, I'll pat myself on the back, kind of Barry Horowitz style, but. <laughs> Um, you know, I think it's a good, it's a good amount of time to sit for people who like to just pick up and play things for a little bit of time. Exactly. You can play through 12 matches fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can put it down. So it's a good start and end point, And I really like that about the, that mode specifically, mm-hmm. um, where I can pick it up, pick my favorite guy of the day and play through that, win the championship, defend it and, and see the credits. So I, I really love the way that came out, and I would like to do something around uh, tag team uh, version of that as well. Kind of similar to what Saturday Night's main event was for WrestleFest. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, well, since you're talking about what you're going to put in the game, I'm going to throw some topics out there. You don't have to say yes or no, because if you want to keep it in, I'm not here to break any news or anything. I, I Just between two guys, I just want to know. Okay, how about more belts? Are you going to introduce more belts? Yeah, with that tag team mode, we would look to put the tag team belts in there as well. And I think we we want to do a couple more things around even the current belt that's in there now, the NWA title. Okay. Uh, do a little more with that. You wear it to the ring now, but there's some minor, like, I think there's some quality of life type tweaks that we can make to the game. Right. Excuse me, around that, using that belt and being able to do a little bit more with it as well. Okay, yeah, because that's what I was going to ask. Or even, say, like, a defense mode for Aldis in the 10 pounds. Instead of going yeah. after it, you're defending it for 12 matches or something, right? Yep, yep, okay. absolutely. Perfect, okay, and how about this? A GM mode. So we we have looked into that, and that's like a game in and of itself. So oh, okay. I mean, there's a lot to do, but I, I think, you know, that, that would probably be something that would go into a sequel. I'm not going to rule it out in Retromania, but... Um, there's that, that alone, like I have a ton of ideas for that and that would be like, uh, a whole game almost in and of itself. Um, but, but I don't know. We'll see once we get, like I said, once we get past this final launch, we're going to kind of lay all that out. Um, I, there's a great, um, there's a great, uh, thread on the steam forums where I, I ask people to give me a wish list. Oh, okay. and I think the latest, Latest thing, we're up to like 150 uh, things on there. Wow. Uh, it's big. And they're really, uh, there's a couple, you know, off the wall ones. But for the most part, they're really good suggestions. So um, it's going to come down to, you know, 
looking at our code base, seeing what we can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, we learned so much, and, and this was kind of our, our rookie season as far as making games for Retrosoft Studios. This is the first game we put out there. So we definitely didn't do everything as efficiently as possible with our code base. With that said, though, you know I, I do want to stress that we're, we're going to keep adding some stuff to Retromania as well. No, of course, because these guys already said a DLC coming. Now, the last two I yep. want to talk about. Online mode. Yep. So even, even the like triple a wrestling games the online mode's not great Um, that is true so and there's a reason for that you know you have to be pretty precise like with a fighting game now with that said Mm -hmm. we did initially set out to put that in so we do have some groundwork done on that already um you know if nothing else you know i want to look at maybe there's some online aspects not necessarily direct competition mm-hmm. but maybe uh, something else around online stuff that we could do like challenges or something like that possibly to to keep people uh interested in the longer haul okay that's good cool. and lastly women that, that's on our wish list okay um so the, the, the only real the only reason it wasn't at launch is just because the art cost oh um you know, we self we self funded right. uh, the game, and in order to do women, we need to do four you know several more base characters, and then and then create all the you know each each one of our sprites or each one of our wrestlers is about twelve hundred sprites. Oh wow! Okay. Um, and then we have four base male body types, so we would have to create new body types for the females, and then do the the, the finishing you know final sprites for each of the each of the female wrestlers as well. So mm. it was a purely, you know, we had to pick one or the other. Sure. Um, and, you know, we picked going with the men first, but we definitely, you know, I, I think women's wrestling, especially the last five, five years or so exactly. has, has really stepped the step up its game and to the point where they're main eventing. So um, they definitely, I, you know, I would love to get them in. Um, so we're going to see what we can do. Perfect. And now I want to talk about more of what's actually in the game, per se, then. Okay. Like the moves. Every time I play this game, I think I know every single move. And then all of a sudden, something happens, and I'm like, holy shit, what the hell happened there? Like, for example, was the apron moves. I never knew you could grapple on the apron. No. And, and that's awesome. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, one of the things where it's kind of a double-edged sword. We didn't really give much away in the tutorial. A lot of people say, or some people exactly. say a lot, but some some people say we didn't give enough away, but I'm old school, you know. I I grew up in in a different era, and <laughs> you you weren't told everything. Uh, you yes. had to figure it out, and I, and I personally got get satisfaction out of figuring stuff out on my own uh, during games. So yeah, there there's different moves, uh, you know, um, even stuff like climbing the cage. You can do. We don't really yes. call that out much. Um, I think it is in the pause menu, but unless you go there and yeah. look at it, not everybody does. You're not going to know you can do a move off the top of the cage. True. Uh, you know, double team moves. Putting yes. your opponent in the headlock, and then you make a tag, you'll do a double team move. Yep. Uh, yeah, and like you said, the apron apron wrestling. So we, we didn't we didn't call everything out and let everybody know about everything, like even how to do finishers. We've posted some stuff online. Right. Uh, but you know our finishers take the spot of a more traditional move. So once your your momentum meter fills up, you're able to do your finisher. Mm-hmm. And and that's just stuff we we wanted people to to spend some time playing the game and 
they'll, they'll do it by accident a couple times. Right. They'll be like, how did I do that? And then they'll either go online and figure it out because I'm sure, you know, people, with that said, people knew how to do everything within the first day we launched. I could imagine. Um, you yeah. get people who did like Mr. 300 hours figured everything <laughs> out pretty quick. Um, no kidding. But yeah, we, we definitely wanted to, to leave, uh, leave some stuff for people to figure out. No, that's so cool. Okay, now, since I have you on, I got to know two things because I can't manage to do any of these moves and I don't know what I'm doing wrong, so you got to help me here. Okay. okay, so when you Irish rip into the ropes, there's two guys that I can't do specific moves. First, Johnny Retro's one. Is, yeah, is Johnny Retro strong and Colt's, Colt Cabana's medium. Uh, what is Colt Cabana? He just, it looks like he's like squatting, like holding his knees and then they just oh, run okay. right by. So- yeah, so it's a fly. It's like he does like a flying ass kind of thing. Puts his ass in his face. Oh, okay. Um, and then it's a super kick for Johnny Retro. Um, so those two, we we probably should tweak. It's actually on our list of in an update to kind of tweak a little bit. Okay. The key to doing those moves is be on one side of the ring when you Irish whip them. Okay. To the other side, as soon as they bounce off the ropes, hit the button. Oh, there's like a there's a little bit of time you need oh, in order to set it up. Gotcha. So if you're Johnny Retro, go to the left side of the ring, whip sure. them to the right. Right after they hit the ropes and bounce back to you, yeah. Then hit the button because you need like almost three fourths of the ring. Gotcha. To line it up properly. Okay, because I was always waiting until they were almost in contact, like every other yeah, move, you right? Want to do those two moves, uh. and it's. It's it's probably uh, it's not it's probably a bug not a feature uh, I'll say that okay um, <laughs> but it's just something we we should probably tweak the move timing on that uh, so you don't have to be as precise when you hit it right right and then the other thing I love too is all the classic moves from the WrestleFest era like the big boss man wrench toss like that's right, right, right. awesome the neck breaker is back like you know what yep. I mean all these things is there any move that you couldn't put in the game for whatever reason because it was either too hard or it just didn't look good that you did want in the game. Um, you know, I think like the earthquake smash, we oh, kind of just didn't think where that would fit in, but okay, I think okay. we may, uh, we may give that to one of the DLC guys coming up. Oh, there you go. There's a so, little, little uh, tidbit. Just kind of as a, as a kind of a joke, because we did do a couple that don't necessarily fit the characters that won't do them, but we wanted to kind of pay homage to, to the original game, um, and get some of those classic moves, not just from... Uh, WrestleFest, but from a couple other games as well. And is there anything in general other than moves that you just couldn't fit in the game or you couldn't for whatever reason that you did want? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that was on my wanted list. Uh, you know, a lot more double team moves that I want oh. I, I, I want to do and put in. Sure. Um, you know, the, like we already talked about it earlier, but like a couple different match types that we didn't quite get in for launch. Um, you know, wrestlers that we either we couldn't sign or couldn't get in. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's like you, you said it before, like uh, GM mode and getting the female wrestlers in and, you know, create a wrestler and create an arena and all this other stuff. You know, there's a there's a laundry list of stuff that I would love to do. Um, you know, I would love to do at some point, uh, either in this game or a future game. So no, we'll most definitely. And of course, the classic visuals, even to the point where you have the yellow button mashing finger yeah, in the yeah, bottom yeah, corner. Yeah. That's awesome because that just brings me right back to all that. There's yeah. several arcade games that did that back in the day. And I always loved when a game had that, that little button mash meter. 
Um, it's true. So I definitely wanted to add that to this one. Because it adds something. Like, it almost makes your adrenaline start going, and you're like, no, I got to yeah, do exactly. it. Like, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, obviously, we didn't even touch on the arenas. All the multiple arenas you guys jam-packed into this game. Uh, again, with DLC coming down the line, and I got to ask, as a Canadian, are we going to see a Canadian arena? You got to support the people up north. Yeah, you're right. We definitely got to support our, our neighbors up north, for sure. Maybe something from Stampede Wrestling or something that's uh, a little iconic. I'll throw mine in. Maple Leaf Gardens. Okay. All right. There you go. Yeah, we actually have one more coming out in our next update. Okay. Uh, which will be in a couple weeks, hopefully sooner. Uh, but we we have a Blue World Order uh, sold out arena. So oh, nice. it's uh, it's kind of our take on uh, on a classic arena or a classic pay per view if it was ever run by the BWO. Right. Uh, so we have some cool stuff in there. I, I just cool. I've gotten to know the three of those guys uh, over the past two years. Right. And I'm big fans, and this is kind of a thank you to them for uh, for for being in the game. Oh, that's awesome. And the one arena, again, speaking of putting in hours and not knowing, and I would have never figured this out. The only reason why I knew about it is because you guys tweeted about it, was the Too Many Games arena where the mats yeah. change when you Irish rip into the, in, into the what's it called? Um, the tables on the outside. Exactly, yeah. the tables on the outside, yeah. Yeah, and it was just, yeah, it was, uh, I'm fans of everybody on there. Um, you know, I like okay. Jane Silent Bob. I happen to know... I was introduced to the the developers who made the Jane Silent Bob Mall Brawl game. Oh, and I said, I said, hey, it would be really cool if, because it is a game arena, can I put your game in the arena? And you know, we we had to do everything right to make sure it was clear. So it's you know, it's basically marketing their game. So we used the art style of the characters in their game, right? Uh, but they loved the idea there, and then just. Um, Pooh Bear is a, is a, uh, my, my uh, marketing guy who helps, is a big fan of his. I've been turned on to his streaming as well. Mm. I was a huge fan of RGT85, mm. Game Chasers, Pat and Ian's uh, CU podcast I've been listening to for years. Um, am I forgetting somebody? Missing one. Oh, John Riggs. Oh, there you go. Uh, so John Riggs is another YouTuber that I've been watching for years that I wanted to put in. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, now, without spoiling it, because I want people to find it on their own, but I want to know for myself, is there any other Easter eggs that you guys haven't revealed yet? Or that no one's talked about? There's one that I think only one or two people have found. Oh, okay. And it's actually in our trailer. Oh. But it's not obvious on how to do it. Oh, now I'm so intrigued. I don't know if you want me to give it away. I, it's been out over a month, so you know, a couple months now. So I'm willing to, to give it away. You know what? Okay, go for it. If you're willing to, it's your game. I don't want to ruin it, but All if right. you want I'll, to, I'll, go I'll, for it. I'll tell you how to do it, but okay. Somewhere in the House of Hardcore, if you are Tommy Dreamer, you can get a kendo stick. Oh, yeah, because all you guys have are chairs. Yeah. Oh. So if you're Tommy Dreamer and you go somewhere in the in the too many games arena and just try to pick something up, you will pick up a kendo stick. Oh, there you go. See that? I did not know. See nice. (laughs) Well, speaking of Tommy dreamer, you have a long list of characters in this game. Even from the last time we talked, I think the last time you talked, the newest character you added in was Warhorse, but then after that, you added Cardona, you added Myers, a few others, and obviously the DLCs that are coming. Now, how did you get Cardona and Myers in the game? Did they reach out to you, or did you go to them? No, we, we reached out to them the day 
we heard the news <laughs> that they were released from WWE. Smart. Yeah, so uh, Michael Archer, who, who worked with me as a consultant, knew okay. those guys from his days at WWE. Right. So we found out they were lost, and I'm like, Mike, reach out to them. And at first I was like, do we do it right away? Um, you know, I didn't know what their, you know, we couldn't sign them necessarily right away. Sure. Because I, I think something contractually or, or whatever, but um, as soon as we could contact them, we did. And um, we, got them, we got them in the game. So, I mean, they've right. they been great to deal with. Yeah, because there's another one that they have an arena pretty much right to yeah, them. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? They have their whole uh, wrestling figure universe uh, with their podcast that they have going on, um, the major wrestling figure podcast. So they, they've just uh, they've just really done a lot uh, with their whole branding. So we thought that would be a great fit. Oh, that's pretty cool. And before we get and are joined by our next guest, I got we got, we got to go back to to what we talked about earlier on. The people contacting you online. Okay. I no, One thing I got to know, other than the demolition question, which people just don't friggin' understand why they keep asking that same one over and over, what's the most annoying question that you keep getting asked? Um, that demolition one's the biggest one. But it's <laughs> I know. Probably, it's funny. I wouldn't say this is annoying, but like someone think, hey, did you ever think of getting like Andre the Giant or Hulk Hogan? And it's like, of course, we thought about it. I mean, it's not that it's annoying, but it's just like, you know, it's just like, yeah, we thought about it. Of course we thought about it, you know, or, or getting Sting or any insert huge name wrestling that everyone in the world knows. Right. Hey, did you get The Rock or Stone Cold? You know, it's like... <laughs> People don't get it. Uh, yeah, just stuff like that. that usually it's a, just a huge names that they thought, oh, we, you know, well, we never really thought of them. You know, it's like, <laughs> of course we thought of them. <laughs> uh, but, but other than that, no, I think all the other ones are pretty valid. Oh, that's cool. Okay, now in a perfect world, how much more characters do you want to add in this game? Uh, to be determined. I don't even know okay, how to answer fair. it yet. You know, it's just like, um, it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's how much we can squeeze into this game and, and how much, you know, how technically feasible it is. Um, you know, cause we, we definitely aren't, we, we had to optimize a lot to get on I arcade and switch, right. um, versus the other two. And right. we're not sure how much we can really pack in there. So we're, we're going through those exercises now. So oh, we'll see what we can do. That's cool. And now, lastly, I want to talk about the story mode, of course. And who better to talk and bring in than the actual writer behind the story mode and previous guest and author of Mega Man 3, Sal Payne. Hey, it's great to be back. It's great to see both of you. I'm, I'm thrilled to join the conversation. You know, I, I hope we can get some answers on why Demolition <laughs> isn't in the game. You know, <laughs> We need to know. Yeah. So it's been you all along. You're making all those phantom accounts and just bombarding Mike, aren't you? I was the one who demanded we not have demolition. In the game. That's, that's they didn't fit the story. Yeah, couldn't work him in. 
<laughs> oh my god. Okay, well, I know Sal, you 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 said it when the last time you were on the show how you got in contact with Mike and all that. So I'm not going to do all that. If people want to listen, go listen to that episode, Mega Man Three. Great episode, by the way. And obviously, go listen to Mike on the first episode I had him on. He explains everything and all the origins. This is just talking about what the game's about, what's coming up, and that's pretty much it. So the story mode. First and foremost. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, whatever I keep talking about, why it's so short. So this is on me, not Sal. So we actually have two more chapters already written. Okay. Um, and it just came down to timing of us getting it in the game and um, getting the art assets done uh, for it. So initially when Sal, this, this I don't think I've spoken about before. So initially when Sal wrote the story, he had... A lot of big ideas. Okay. <laughs> as far as how cutscenes should work, and 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 I think they weren't good ideas. They were. It was just kind of uh, a little bigger than we could handle at the time. Um, so we had to do some compromises, and I think the cutscenes that were added to the story modes on certain scenes would play these little kind of comic cutaway things mm. uh, were added very late in the game, but really. I think did a great job of, of telling the story that we wanted to tell in that. So, yeah, we have kind of a quick, abrupt, uh, to be continued. Yeah. That threw me off. Warriors. Yeah. Um, but we have two more chapters coming. They'll be okay. a, in a free update. Um, and so, so more is coming. Okay. I love it. And again, because it's, uh, for people who don't know, it's a branching path sort of type of story where you could be healed, you could be face and even a tweener. I didn't even know that because I played it so many times now where I just wanted to see almost every scenario, right? So if, okay, you guys must know, how many times would you have to actually play it through to get every single different scenario? Do you guys even know that? I, I, I don't know. Because <laughs> you can change, you can change halfway through. Right? Um, and I've played it, you know, I've played it a million times at this point too. I'm pretty sure I've seen everything. I mean, obviously I can just read the story. That's of course. <laughs> Um, but I think, I think, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of different combinations. I can just say that. And I don't even know. Okay. Cause, cause I was going <laughs> to say, what about you? <laughs> yeah. I'm not even sure, you know, uh, because yeah, it's really designed where almost every chapter you can go back and forth between the paths. Exactly. You know, so there's not a lot of things you can do that permanently wall you off from a path later on. Now in, in chapter four and five, this is the first time I get to talk about because I wasn't sure, you know, if we should yeah. talk about it. But yeah, you'll see there, there's some things you're walled off from uh, that you know build off of the choices you made, you know, ah. with the, the blue world order and your tag team partner, and whether you betray, uh, whether you uh, betray your friends or join up with Zack Saber Jr. at the end. Yeah, and again, if people got to play it, spoiler alert, I'm sorry, but again, but again, it's different branching paths, because the first time I played, I tried doing it how I would be my own wrestler, so I did it the way, I was, and of course, obviously, everyone wants to be the cool heel, so I was a tweener, right, so that's how I found out, but then after, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be all babyface, I did that path, and I did all heel, and yeah, at the end, you either go off with Zack Sabre, or you go off with Tommy Dreamer, I, I think those are the only two you go off with, unless I'm mistaken. Well, Jeff Cobb, right, so you get... Oh yeah, Jeff Cobb, that's right. Sorry, I, I forgot about yeah because he's in intertwined in the story. So, so how long did it take you to write all this together, and how many different branches are there actually? 
Well, it, it took a deceptively long time, you know, thinking of like when I, when I first pitched the story. So that was probably like 2019, okay. probably spring, you know, to, <laughs> to when the game came out, you know, and a lot of it is just, you know, I probably had the bulk of it really quick. You know, I had the okay. idea of here's, here's all five chapters. Here's the arc. It's starting with a person who's coming back from, you know, a, a rehabilitation, oh, okay. but, but it changed a lot in the particulars, you know, sure. so the protagonist was different at the right. start. You know, we had a different idea for the protagonist. And then once Johnny Retro, you know, got put in, that's actually when it became the rehabilitation mm. plot. Because before that, it was like an up-and-comer young right. wrestler. And, like, you can't do that if you're if you're picking Morrison, right? Cause, right. Because he's been around. So then little things like that would change a lot. Like, there's the hospital scene where the, the pro wrestling uh, tease guy shows up. And yeah, I remember right. that. That changed real late, you know, where, where he came in. But... But that's part of the fun. That's what I, I really like about like the collaborative nature of, of video game writing. Is you know, when you write a novel, it's like okay, it's all on you, and you have the whole thing. But this was was great. Where you get an email of like, we gathered this guy. Can you put him in? And then right. can you put him in the store? <laughs> that's also a problem to think about. Of like, well, where would it fit? Where the player would think that this was always planned to be there? And I, I loved that aspect of it, even though it, it, it was stressful. But it was a stress I enjoyed. Right, because that's what it's I was going to... It's really funny, because that's, that's one of my favorite parts when it's so obvious. It's like, oh, it's Ryan Barkin from ProWrestlingTees.com, you know what I mean? It's like that, uh, I think there, if you ever saw the movie Wayne's World, okay, yeah. where they, they pitch all of those products in the movie, you know what I mean? It's like, Pepsi, the choice of a new generation. It's like, <laughs> it reminded me of that, and I was just like, oh, that's awesome. And it's funny because for the longest time, I didn't want to even read it. I was like handing it off to the programmer oh, okay. because I wanted to play it. And it's Makes really, sense. you have to, the nuances in it are just like, uh, my favorite line, I've told Sal this before, okay. is when you, you go to the house of hardcore, again, spoiler alert, but it, it comes into the scene where, yeah, it was an infomercial gimmick. Uh, it didn't really make a lot of sense. <laughs> you know, talking about the whole Simon Dean character that Nova was. Exactly. I, when I read that, I was laughing out loud. I was just like, oh, that is awesome. No, it's so true, and because that's what I wanted to touch on too. Like, obviously, at first you knew who you had signed, but then after you started adding players, and I noticed like the first core are literally the first guys you signed, and then uh, now I'm thinking uh, we just brought it up uh, earlier on was Myers and Cardona. Are you going to shoehorn them into the story mode as well? Uh, we haven't yet, but oh, you know, we're okay. in the we're in the process of of programming that now. Okay. Um, so you never know, and, and you know we could always add, um, we could always add an additional chapter. So that's true too. Or an additional story completely. That's even better. <laughs> so um, yeah, there's some things like from our our engine that we want to change as well that okay. we kind of learned going through it the first time. Uh, our our platform game maker isn't the strongest text parser or string parser there is. So we had to kind of work through that a little bit. Um, but, you know, yeah, I mean, Sal was great just by – because I, I know I did this multiple times was like, we signed so-and-so, or can you replace – we couldn't <laughs> use this logo, so we had to redo this artwork. Can we swap out X for Y? You know, it wasn't necessarily a clean just plug-and-play kind of thing. Right. It didn't really make sense. Um, so. but, but I'm sure, Sal, as a wrestling fan, now you're getting fed even other wrestlers that you know. You're like, oh, yes, now I could write something for this guy. It's not like you were pissed or anything, I would assume. Oh, no. I remember when 
when we got James Storm, you know, I, okay. and, and that, this part is not in the story mode that you've seen. Right. But I was really excited because I remember <laughs> running to, this is, I, I was teaching in Rome for work. So I remember, okay. you know, I had to be like with the students. And it's like, I was, I was like in this weird space with the students and I, I grabbed my computer. I'm like watching James Storm's pr- promos right. and just like, okay, I'm going to cherry pick this line. This is perfect. <laughs> I'm just building a James Storm promo. I'm like, this, this is the best. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here at a Rosemont Horizon t-shirt. So like, <laughs> the, the, everybody we brought in, I was excited about. Maybe like one or two wrestlers I didn't know as well. And then that sure. was really part of the fun too. It's just like, okay, I'm just going to watch like 50, like for example, Austin Idol. Right. He's a guy like it was not, you know, he wasn't around when I was watching wrestling sure. too much, you know, in the in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So I watched all these idol promos to try and get in that voice, you know, because I wanted uh, to make sure that, you know, I, I never disrespect these guys. I wanted them to play the game and feel like, oh, he got the voice right. He got my character. Right. You know, because I really do admire what they do. And, you know, I love it. So I want to pay homage. No, and it's fantastic. And it comes off perfectly because you could tell whoever wrote it, obviously yourself, shows that you are a true wrestling fan and i love the fact that you didn't try and make it like in today's era like you you could literally tell this could have happened in the 80s like you know what i mean like you have that tone about it and it just all comes together greatly like hats off to both of you guys yeah i really tried to think like what what would a story mode for wrestlefest look like i was thinking a lot before i pitched it like if that was ported to the super nintendo and they had a story mode like what what would be the tone? And that, that's kind of what I, I hoped I did. Oh, yeah, it came out great. And now what about, like you said, you mentioned the guy from uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. What about the other cameos that you have in the game, as in Apatar and Melter? How did you get these guys in the game? Yeah, I just emailed them, and I said, uh, hey, could I? Or would you be interested in making a cameo in the game? And once they agreed to it, then I just sent that over to Sal. Hey, well, you need to make a cameo of Melter and... And Bill Apatar in the, in the game. But, and Melter was the easiest one because I, I sat back and I'm like, where would Melter fit? I'm like, oh, he's how they get to Japan. <laughs> Five stars it. in the Tokyo Dome, baby. Right. Like, of course. <laughs> no, it was fantastic. And even that, my favorite comment, and it's not because I hate Melter, but I understand why it was made when Cobb, I think it was Cobb, said something like, oh, uh, he was cutting him down and it's like, oh, I, I couldn't wait for him to get out of here or something. I, obviously, that's not word for word, but you would know better, Sal. So. <laughs> I just thought, like, so people love Melter. So, you know, some people dislike him. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to, like, have that be part of it, right? Like, right. so it's, you know, it's not disrespectful to Dave. You know, I've read his work forever, you know, and but, but I wanted it to be right, you know, and, and, and true. And how important was it to include all the different countries as well? Because it's not only the States, you go to UK, you go to Japan. And, and like I mentioned to Mike earlier, I'm sure there's going to be a Canadian eventually, contingency there. Now, like, like I say, now because you can't use the big WWE and AEW guys, how important was it to have all this amongst the NWA and House of Hardcore? Yeah, I mean, we just wanted to, to do as much as we could in the wrestling community. And as much as we could get from a licensing standpoint, we wanted to use and just tie everything in. And I thought using those, like the pro wrestling tees and, and Meltzer and Bill Apter, you know, I just thought any really, we, it's kind of a nod to the, you know, probably the harder core wrestling fans mm. who immediately knew who they were. And like, for example, um, Grand Pooh Bear was streaming the game when it came out okay. and he was playing through story mode. And he was popping every time he saw one of these guys. Like, right? oh my God, they put Meltzer in. 
oh my god it's Bill Epic oh my god the pro wrestling tees get out of here you know so, and, and he's like and his his fan base isn't really a wrestling fan base at all sure. and he's like trust me if you like wrestling this is the most amazing story mode you've ever played you know just because of all those nods that that, right. that Sal wrote into there um, you know it was just it was just it's just a, a great thing it makes you and once you see the first thing or you or you notice the first kind of obscurish reference now you're looking for the other ones you know what I mean which which just made it that much cooler to play. Now, Sal, I got to know, I mentioned my favorite part, Mike mentioned his. What's your favorite part about Story Mode? Okay, mine are uh, all the heel promos. That's, oh. that's my favorite part by far. <laughs> Writing those were my favorite part. I, Jeff Cobb threatens yeah. to suplex Retro through the Liberty Bell is maybe, you know, I wrote that, I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever writing a better line. <laughs> I, think I, did. I think I beat as an artist. This is it. It's all downhill. Cause, oh. You know, just cutting promos about cheesesteaks. You know, my wife, she's from outside Philly. And right. I, I grew up in Scranton and then I lived in Pittsburgh for years. So there's like this very friendly rivalry between the city so i i had been storing all those details in my head for years so it's like great like oh we're in-house hardcore the ecw arena like all this stuff like i gotta i gotta get this in there so that was great and it's funny i'm i live outside of philadelphia now grew up around look at that so when i read those i was just like this is awesome this is awesome (laughs) and now mike how much input did the wrestlers themselves have in the game if any none None whatsoever. So they just gave you free reign and you guys did whatever you guys wanted to. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like Sal said, he wasn't out to disparage anybody. Of he course. He put them all in a good light. Yeah. So none of them would have a problem. But, you know, contractually speaking, uh, they didn't have a say. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure. The only thing, I think I think contractually we had to portray them in a good light. Like, you know what I mean? Of like, course. You can't run their name through the mud or we anything. We wanted the basic... Uh, the, 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 not the letter of the law, but the kind of the, the nature of the agreement was we're trying to help them build their brands. Of course. Right. So, and, and, and we, and I think we did a really good job of that. I mean, they've all, I've seen a couple of them play it. Like I was on Cole Cabana's stream when he played it for the first time. Nice. And he was, he just, he was, he's like, I can't believe there's a flying ass in a wrestling. <laughs> you know, it's like, he just, he, 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 he just loved it, you know? So, and he, he did complain that I didn't have the headband on him. So the first update we did, we put a headband on him. So, Oh, my goodness. That's so cool. Okay, and now, Sal, was there anything? Okay, because like you said, you got to paint him in a nice light. So you couldn't add any, like, crazy Attitude 90s era-esque storylines, right? So was there anything that you were hesitant to put in that you're like, ah, I don't know, but after clearing it or whatever with Mike, you're like, okay, I feel better. No, honestly, nothing, because, you know, anything I had them do that was, you know, questionable felt like, okay, well, this is what a heel would do, you know, so I, I would never gotcha. have them do something that was outside of the realm of what would happen in pro wrestling, you know, so even like Zack Sabre Jr. is the, you know, he's, he's you know, breaking Johnny Retro's <laughs> leg, but it, but yeah. in, a, in a kayfabe world, of that, that could kind of happen, right? And, you know, I think the, I would say the only close thing that was risque that okay. I've heard people comment on when he says, uh, I'm literally going to murder you. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's right. In there's, House of Hardcore, yes. There's probably that. And then now that I'm thinking about it, Blue Meanie says something like, I'm about to plop, pop my blueberry. And I'm like, right, I, I wonder, right, right. wonder if this is going to fly uh, <laughs> like for Nintendo. Like, I wonder if they'll pull this, pull this out. 
what about anything that was taken out that you guys either both wanted in or didn't just have the time to put in? No, I mean, outside of completely taking out Chapter 4 and 5. Well, of course. <laughs> I mean, no, other than that, I mean, no, there was nothing I read that I was like, we need to remove this. I mean, the only changes we really made were would have been due to licensing that we either thought we were going to get and didn't get sure. or stuff we got that we that I wanted to add in. And now what about release date for 5 and 6? Now that you're out on all platforms, now you know. It's like having your first baby. It doesn't end. Now when you're going to have your second, your third, so. <laughs> so, yeah, we um, we actually hired a new programmer. Okay. That is in the process of being trained up right now. Um, so, you know, I've been working with two guys for well, – the lead programmer I've been working with for three years now. And he's going to transition off. He's not he's not leaving me high and dry or anything. He's sure. going to be working alongside uh, the new guy uh, as we go. But you know, like like I said before, we are focused now that we're out everywhere and we finished the last of the ports. We're just going to be focusing now on getting additional content now. Mm-hmm. And the first two things we want to get out are Chris Bay and the chapter four and five. So makes sense. They're they're getting the attention right away. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. And do you want to do like a massive release or do you, are you going to plan on doing like one at a time or as they're ready? Oh, as far as what, what, um, what the next DLC will be. No, I think that initially we'll release chapters four and five and Chris Bay. I mean, okay. if something's done earlier, they're going to be free updates. So, uh, the, those things are released. And so we'll probably, I think I don't want to release just four and just five alone. I think it makes more sure. sense to, to do four and five together. Um, so we'll release four and five together. Um, whether or not Chris Bay is out yet or not, we'll, we'll determine that. Oh, that's cool. And now I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Each one of you, who is your favorite player to play with? Oh, that's easy for me. Okay. Je- Jeff Cobb is my favorite. Oh, okay. Uh, Reasons? I, so when I when I played the original WrestleFest, there was a move in the game, just a simple power slam that I don't know why, but every time I did that move, <laughs> okay, yeah. I really felt good about myself and it, it was no trick to doing it. Sure. But the move in the game I love to do the most now is a tour of the island. Yes. I like it too. With Jeff Cobb. So, and it's cool now that I can only do it if his meters all the way filled up right. and, um, just, I love the way that move is animated. And then I have a, there aren't really necessarily quote unquote combos in the game, but you, I kind of make my own combos kind of thing. Sure. Where I do an Irish whip into the corner, then I do his, uh, his throw that he throws the opponent over out of the corner. Yep. And then I climb top of the cage and do a, a, a shooting star press with Jeff Cobb. That's like my favorite sequence of moves. <laughs> uh, and he's the only one who has that throw out of the corner. That's true. And he's the only one who has a tour of the island. So right. th- those are my favorite moves that he does. And I wrote, I've always loved like, you know, like Kurt Angle and the suplex kind of wrestlers. Sure, me too. Um, Brock Lesnar. I'm the same way. And, um, I always loved guys like that, and I really love Jeff Cobb. And Jeff Cobb does even more with the, the ability to do the shooting stars and all that stuff. It's just nuts. True. Sal? My favorite is War Horse. So oh, I, okay. You know, in, yeah, in the older games, I would always play as Mr. Perfect. Mm. And I don't know, something about Warhorse reminded me of that. Like the gimmick is so so different. Of course. Um, <laughs> but I, I love his stage. I love the design of the oh, stage. Yeah. He's yeah. a character I'm like, oh man, love to do a whole story 
workhorse start to finish. <laughs> crazy. Right. Um, but yeah, I love the stage. I love the design. I love the gimmick, you know? So he, he's a guy I wish AEW signed when he came in, you know, he did a yeah. one match with Cody. I'm like, why? Right. I'd let him go, you know? But yeah, so he's my favorite to play as, but, but I like retro a lot, like having, you know, in the story mode. So I'm, I feel like I'm most familiar with him. Right. So kind of like the quicker guys are usually how I play in these games. True, and I'm going to go cheap because I'm going to do a self-plug here. I'm going to go with Nikita Koloff because he's a former guest. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But in all honesty, I would probably say, you know what, it would be either Jeff Cobb or Johnny Retro because, again, I love the suplexes. I'm one of those type of guys that when I used to create my wrestlers back in the SmackDown days, every single move would be either a suplex or a power bomb yeah. of per se. And that would be right. my whole arsenal and that's it. And I love the, the thing that where you could pin him with one of the suplexes and he has one of the submission moves. So in like a four-way match, it's easier to, to get the win that way, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because that's the hardest match in the game right now. I was going to bring that up. Way. Yes. Yeah, a, but you know what? I... I think you need a challenge, and there are strategies to win that match fairly easily. Of course, you just is. have to figure them out. I mean, um, but people complained that it was too hard, and, I'm, and I was—I responded on social media, and I was kind of like, <laughs> "Get good," you know. That's what the kids are all saying: "Get good." So I was just like, "Get good." It's true. It's true because at first, you know what? I didn't have that much of a problem at the beginning because, like I said, once I got the hang of it, I got the hang of it, and that's it. Off right. to the races. But then there was a few times where I'm like, I was so close, and I'm like, "Fuck, I got to do this again." Like right, you know what right. I mean? That's where it gets frustrating. But when you yeah. do it, it feels so good. And yeah, you just have to know the certain thing, what to do at a certain time, and right. that's pretty much it, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Learn the pattern. What's most video games, right? Of course. Of course. Just- it feels like an older game, you know, like it feels yeah. like that difficulty and it's not holding you by the hand, you know, and it's, it's not like it's gating huge amounts of content behind the difficulty, you right. know, so it's like you can, even if you're bad at it, you can still enjoy it basically at the same level of someone who's really good. And I, I really right. appreciate that. It reminds me of like Contra. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And there is a way to scale down the difficulty. So if you're, if people yeah. are having problems, just go into the options and put it to the easiest setting and then you won't have much of an opponent. Yeah, but there'll be no, now easy is super easy. There's like no, uh, if you bump it down to easy, you know, you'll have no problem getting through anything. See, exactly. There you go. Now, one thing I do got to ask though, are you going to have incorporate different save slots for the story mode? We have not done that yet. Um, I think it's tied to the user, though. So, I mean, if you have multiple users on there, but uh, I think you'll just play through chat. Now, if we add a new story mode completely, Mm. then, yeah, we would do a separate save slot for that. Okay, yeah, because that was my thing. I was like, oh, I started off as myself, like I said, then I went back and I played different ones. Now, if I continue, I got to start over the way I wanted to continue off the story. That's why I was saying different slots for, I guess, different. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea. It wouldn't be a bad idea. Perfect. You guys ready for the weird story of the week? Uh, let's hear it. All right. This one is in honor of Sal because I know you are a teacher slash professor. So, okay, I'm not going to put you out there because obviously there's nothing that you've ever done to warrant ever getting suspended from being a teacher. But has there been any stories that you've heard yourself of teachers getting suspended? Maybe not suspended, but but fired, <laughs> you well, know, for, for sure. You know, so certainly things where, where people would be... Uh, uh, Gently asked to leave the university, you know, uh, maybe not at my current job, but uh, certainly at, at previous institutions for sure. Well, this week's story doesn't, it doesn't say where it comes from, but it's somewhere in the States, but it's pretty old. It's from 2019, but the whole reason why it was brought up is because it was finally settled in court and what happened. So a 55 year old 
computer teacher got banned from teaching for three years. Three years. Now, Sal, you know the ins and outs of being a teacher and all that stuff. And Mike, you might not know, but just for shits and giggles, what do you think he got suspended for? Or banned three in years? this case. Yeah, three years banned. I would imagine something pretty pretty serious would be my, my guess. But I feel like because you're bringing this up, it's probably not so serious. <laughs> I don't know, hacking or something. Hacking? That's a pretty good guess. That's a pretty Teaching good guess. Teaching the kids how to hack? No, 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 not that. Okay, well, let's put it this. It's something that would really not fly nowadays, but probably something that would be okay back in the 60s and 70s. Uh, copying games. Oh. Copying games? No, no. Did, did he give them uh, weed? Okay, now we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting yeah. there. Okay, so... Because <laughs> it's more common than you think with the older <laughs> professors. It's something you kind of have to be like, have, give them a talk, talking to about like, hmm, not sure if that's going to work. <laughs> so this guy has more... Okay, let me see. Let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight counts were on him for what he did. So in a nutshell... <laughs> He threatened students. He took other students to strip clubs. He got students drunk all on a trip to Costa Rica. <laughs> now, here's the kicker. All the kids were aged 16 and 17. Oh, that's illegal, man. Isn't it? Well, maybe not in Costa Rica. Maybe not in Costa Rica. Right? <laughs> so you want to hear some of these charges laid up against them? <laughs> all right. The most common, drinking with the pupils. Allowing one or more pupils to drink alcohol despite being under the age of 18. Threatening to kick the head in of a pupil and kill another. Wait, wow. wait, wait a second. So he, he kicks the head in one, one student and threatened to kill another. Yes. Wow, three years. It seems a little That's light. <laughs> that seems a little light now that I'm hearing that. And I'm not even done. Okay, but before I get to the rest, Sal, has there ever been a student, again, no names, that you've ever wanted to do this to? <laughs> no, I mean, okay. to, 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 to be really honest, like, <laughs> even this year has been a, a nightmare, you know, teaching right. on Zoom, you know, but it's like, I think about their lives, it's like way harder. <laughs> Anything I'm experiencing is probably a million times harder for, for 19-year-olds right now. Just knowing myself at 19 being able to do this and i don't know about this i don't know you could get in trouble for this so he yelled at one people saying i'm not the one in trouble you're in trouble does that make sense so he probably the student probably threatened and said i'm gonna rat you out or something and he rebutted but i don't think that's grounds for anything right that shouldn't be something okay and once you're past the kicking you you just you're loading up with everything yeah totally he was being aggressive with pupils and then kissing them on the forehead and telling them that everything's okay so this guy had a lot of issues. This is legit what Miro did uh, on the last episode of Dynamite or two weeks ago. With <laughs> that is exactly the turn that happened. Oh my God. And also he exposed himself to the fellow women teachers on the retreat and, you know, whipped out his thing and was waving it around and stuff. So yeah, again, only three years, right? <laughs> it's crazy. And, and he just got suspended from work. He didn't even go to jail is what you're saying. Exactly. All right, Mike. Wow. I know you got to go, so plug your shit quickly, and then me and Sal will wrap it up. So whatever you want to plug, go for it, my friend. Uh, just, just go to RetromaniaWrestling.com. We're on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, PC, and IR Arcade. But thanks for having me, Steve. I appreciate it. You're welcome back anytime, my friend. Thank you for coming aboard. Right. Thank you. Take care, Bye, Mike. Talk soon. All right, bye-bye.
And Sal, for yourself, where could people find you? Plug all your stuff, any upcoming projects? The floor is all yours. Sure. So uh, my website, salvatore-pain.com. I'm on Twitter, at Sal Payne. Yeah, I got a couple books, you know, so if you want to read about Mega Man 3, that might be most interesting to the audience. You can, you can find it there on bossfightbooks.com. I have two novels, too, so if you want to check that out. Um, yeah, so that's, that's the big stuff. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. We're right to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors. And one of them is Boss Fight Books. Because if it helps them out, it helps me out. And obviously, the most important thing, rate, subscribe, review, all that fun stuff. It's the most important thing. It's the thing that gets me noticed. It's the thing that gets me out there. It's the thing that gets me paid above everything else. So please do those things. Like I said, it takes two seconds, free of charge. Just do it. Do it now. Or as Arnold says, do it now. <laughs> that was a horrible Arnold impersonation. That's why I don't do them. <laughs> well, before I let you go, Sal, I got to know. What are you enjoying in wrestling nowadays? Quickly. Oh, so big. I'm a big AEW mark, so I, I will be watching the pay-per-view, you know, uh, double or nothing. You know, I might miss it. I might have to watch it the next morning because now that, like, I'm, I'm vaccinated, I'm in a world, I might, I might be having plans. True. You know, so, so we'll see. But, yeah, I've been watching, you know, every episode. So big into it. I, I love the Kenny Bucks elites thing that's happening right now, the Bull right. Club reunion. I love it. Like, it's what I've wanted. I wanted heel, Kenny and heel, and the Thank heel box, you. you know. So, very into that right now. No, yeah, and like everyone knows, I pretty much watch almost everything that's out there. And yeah, AEW is doing a good job. And I can't wait for fans just to come back in general for all the promotions. It's going to make such a big difference because imagine all the story and whatnots and surprises that they've been holding back because of the pandemic, right? Yeah, and the way that the, the fans write the story, you know, somebody gets over and then that person moves up the card. And I, I just Thank think you. it's so hard to do that you know for the last year like imagine someone like orange cassidy where he'd be right now if there was fans yeah there's so many guys i mean the jungle boy True. You know, like, like brit brit seems to be getting really over but i bet it seemed even bigger she know, better win the title she has to win that title oh, right she has to i if she doesn't win i i had loved cheetah so i'm not one of these people's been complaining about the sheeta run but it's time right. you know it's time she's she's done everything she can do I hope she wins, and then you know we get a shield, we get a heel Sheeta run oh. with the elite. That's what I do. I just put her with with the, we need we need a woman in the faction, you know. That's, that is that's true. I, so I think she's the one, you know. Make her a heel, you know, and go go that route. I know they don't have a lot of baby faces, you know. So the but they got um the alien coming up, you know, and she's she could chase. She's another one too. Yes, she's great. Yeah, no kidding. Cool. That's the thing with AEW. Like you either have you have like the top five women that are there, and then you have everyone else. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not like NXT where literally almost every single woman could be the champ there, right? At any single time. Yeah. So they, they, they got to do what they can with what they have. So it is what it is. What can you do? Awesome. Yeah. Certainly better than it was uh, six months ago. That is true. That is true. That is true. Well, thanks all for coming aboard again. Really appreciate it. Any last parting words for people out there? <laughs> thanks for having me. Anytime. You know, this was great. Love to come back on, chat about wrestling or, or whatever. So... Yeah, thank you. Awesome. On that note, he was Mike, he's Sal, I'm Steve, this is the podcast, peace.